Hello, this is William Stewart, co-founder of Teleos. Welcome back to our podcast on the major themes of scripture. This is an important topic uh, for every Christian. Fundamental in how we learn scripture and being confident in our knowledge of God to be able to tell ourselves and others the truth of scripture, to build that confidence. Really, two major areas of education every Christian should undertake. Learning verse by verse study of scripture, particularly, as we always say, in the epistles, the apostolic letters from Romans to the end of the Bible that help us know what verses are where in scripture and the uh, outlines of the arguments in those books. Secondly, is a thematic structure, a thematic study. Of scripture and this is what we're doing here this is where we bring scripture from all over the bible to build themes so you know how to think about god think about christ and salvation and your christian life so you can tell yourself the truth about the scripture and what god wants from us and what to believe as well as others so we have just finished really the christian life section uh, last week uh we talked about hermeneutics how to interpret scripture Equally important today is the plan of God, and and this is a bit of a whirlwind tour, and we'll break it up into two sections, starting with the Old Testament. So as as you know, we're saying that as Christians, we pay attention to the apostolic letters for our commands and admonishments because this is the direction and the marching orders of God to the church. However, all the Bible is God's word, and studying the Old Testament and the gospel tells us so much about our Messiah and God and their character and their actions and in the plan of God, which we'll study today, and prophecy and the ways that God prepared mankind to receive Messiah uh, when he came the first time. And of course, it, besides telling us about the heart of God, it tells us about the heart of man. And uh, that can be an ugly thing. So let's start from the beginning and realize that the Bible, its purpose is it's not a scientific textbook. It's not going to have all the answers of history and all the answers of science. The Bible is there as a story of Christ and salvation. That's really important to realize that it tells us the story of Christ and the coming of salvation and the wrapping up of the world in Christ. So everything in it is true that it addresses, but it purposely doesn't address everything. If it did, it'd almost be as long as the United States tax code. That's pretty long. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Man and Adam and Eve were in the garden and sin, and they fell into uh, really personal sin, and they were uh, depraved. They're, they fell uh, as human beings into a depraved state. God took them out of the garden and gave them and, and punished them, but also gave them hope. In Genesis 3.15, what's called the Proto-Evangelium, he told Eve that their, her seed would be uh, bruised on the heel uh, by the serpent, but he would crush his head. And so therein lies the first promise that God gave he would solve their sin problem. 
Next important step is Genesis 4, Cain and Abel. Uh, Abel uh, is a type of Christ in being killed and rejected by his brother and in a, in a sense sacrifice. But out of those two brothers came both what Dwight Pentecost has said, the good and the bad kingdoms. Otherwise, men who followed God and those who did not. And this battle started then and has persisted until today and will until Christ comes again. So it also was really the first chance that man had to follow God. It's sometimes called the age of innocence. Uh, there was really no government. We don't know what and all the directions that God gave to them. <clears throat> but eventually, man turned away from God. So by Genesis 6, <clears throat> he decided to punish them and wipe out by the flood with Noah and the ark all of mankind and, <clears throat> excuse me, start over. That he did, which really then began the third attempt for God to allow mankind to follow him. So the garden, the age of innocence, and then the third age, the age of governments, where about 70 countries came together uh, or were formed out of <clears throat> the descendants of Noah. But unfortunately, the Nimrod, who then decided to become, in a sense, God himself, developed in Babylon a tower to try to reach God or proclaim his own glory. And God, of course, then punished them by dispersing uh, them and um, confusing their languages. So that, that attempt failed also. So then the next attempt, and uh, this was through Abraham. Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldees and brought to Canaan by God. He then became what I, in a sense, called the cornerstone of Scripture when he received three promises from God, which were reiterated uh, to him and the, uh, his uh, son Isaac, and also to Jacob, uh, that uh, he would have a son. Excuse me, that promise was directly to Abraham. But he would also be father of a great nation. And then he would be a blessing to all people. So these uh, latter two promises were also uh, promised to Isaac and also to Jacob. So the blessing to all people is believed to be that of Messiah. And of course, the kingdom is that of Israel. So this being the cornerstone of Scripture, the remainder of Scripture is the fulfillment of these two great promises. Of course, Abraham received his son Isaac at that time, and I think it was a sign, a gracious sign to Abraham that the other two promises would be fulfilled. So then the remainder of Scripture fulfills these promises of the kingdom, the Jews, to the Jews, and then the blessing of Messiah to all people. Now, from Abraham, let's take the Israel first. Israel came uh, through Jacob, the physical portion, and its purpose really was to provide Messiah. And God formed it and matured it to its most advanced state of glory under King David 
and King Solomon. It was King David then that received the Davidic covenant, that he would be the progenitor of Messiah, and that Messiah would have a throne forever, otherwise the kingdom, that would come and be the salvation to the Jewish people. So at that point, Israel had fulfilled its major purpose by providing a line through King David from which Messiah would come. After that, Israel unfortunately fell into sin. The kingdom split. God preserved the seed of the line of David. And then from that time, uh, in in an attempt to mercifully help Israel repent, uh, he sent the prophets to warn of wrath, but also provide many, many passages of the hope of their eternal kingdom that was coming. God always provides mercy when he threatens wrath. So that that takes Israel then to the end of the Old Testament. Otherwise, uh, they were ultimately taken into captivity. Uh, the two southern tribes into Babylon, the top ten were taken <clears throat> and dispersed and, and really lost to the knowledge of mankind uh, by Assyria in 722. And, and then Babylon took the southern kingdom in uh, the last uh, round of captivity in about 587. And then Israel ultimately returned to the land. The uh, Babylonians fell to the Persians and King Cyrus, and he allowed them to return to the land. The temple was rebuilt, the walls were rebuilt, the story of Nehemiah, Ezra, but then the old God went silent with Israel uh, about 420 BC and did not interact with Israel again until the coming of John the Baptist, and of course, right after that, Christ. So the Messiah, of course, the other set of promise, the other great promise, God used the Old Testament times to tell people about Messiah through the writing of scripture, through prophecy, through um, types, through the temple and the the accoutrements of the temple, um, and the clothing, the high priest, all sorts of signs and teachings in various ways to help them to be to know who Messiah would be. It's not like, you know, he sent Messiah, he could text them on their droid or their iPhone to let them know, hey, here he is. So he really spent 2,000 years educating people so they would not miss Messiah when they came. What an effort. The unity of Scripture is just amazing. That over 2,000 years of God provided such a unified document of biblical themes and Messiah and his plan so we would not miss Messiah when he came and believed we would then know what to do. Okay, so great. That's a whirlwind tour of the Old Testament and God's plan. Sorry for the brevity, but let's review just briefly. Man sinned and fell. God immediately moved uh, to provide a solution to the sin problem. That of Messiah first mentioned in Genesis 3.15, And then the structure of these promises was put forth by Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. This is really key 
uh, that provided the Israel and obviously Moses and the Mosaic Covenant uh, and the law, which was temporary, and provided the uh, a country then that would provide the line of Messiah. It really is its major purpose. But many promises were given to Israel, which will be fulfilled by the end of the Bible at the end of time by God. And we'll talk more about that next week. The other aspect the, from the cornerstone, the other foundation of Scripture that comes out of that cornerstone of Abraham, of the Abrahamic covenant, is our salvation through Messiah. So in the Old Testament, as opposed to the story of Israel providing the line of Messiah, where all the teachings about Messiah from uh, the, the temple, the law, and the prophets that would be fulfilled at Christ's first coming and ultimately his second coming. Okay, wow, what a wonderful God we have. What a merciful God that would provide for us such promises and take such care and attention and detail out of his love that we would come to faith. We'll talk about the Gospels and the uh, apostolic letters in the end times next time as part of that plan. Don't miss it. I'll look for you then. Goodbye for now.